Welcome to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop, the podcast where we help you harness your intuition, your personal power, so that you can live a magical life. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Moonday Mystic. My name is Kelly Knight and we're going to continue our conversation for the month about grief and loss. So if you listened to our last episode with Louisa Gleichman, we talked a lot about grief and loss. And it's appropriate for me to be having these conversations because I'm going through personally some massive transitions in my life. And if those of you who have followed me on Instagram or a part of our email newsletter, you would have known that we announced very recently that our Modern Mystic Shop location in New York City is going to close. So it's not um, the business as a whole. We're going to still continue to do uh, online sales and have our flagship store in Atlanta at Pot City Market continuing to be open. But this project and this venture in New York City didn't really pan out. And I wanted to add to the conversation about grief and loss because this is something that I have been grieving and a loss that I've been going through. And because you guys are such a part of the modern mystic community and the reason why we even exist, I thought it might be useful to share some of my journey and experience as it's happening. So I'm recording this today and it is January 30th. So we have a little bit less than four weeks left in that location. So I guess I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about how and why I decided to open the store in New York. And there's a lot of reasons. And I'm still also want to let you guys know that I'm in the throes of this. I There are days where I feel really good and really confident about the decision. There are days where I feel really down and and I've been grappling with what that means. And there, there are days where I have been hard on myself uh, recently and in the months leading up to this process because um, I, you know, there's ways in which I can perceive this or tell this story where it's a failure too. And it's something where I've tried something and it's public and I have to kind of go back. So let's start from the beginning. I decided to open a store in New York for a few reasons. First of all, um, I had another huge transition several years ago, which was a divorce. And I remember when I was um, here visiting New York and I was still married and I was on my book tour, I was talking to someone and I said, you know, if I wasn't married, I would be in New York. I have lived here before. Um, about a decade ago for a few years. Uh, I was born in New Jersey uh, and I lived there until I was nine. And then that's when I moved to Atlanta with my mother and all of my relatives, my dad, my a lot of my family is lives in this area. And it's always felt like home for me. And so I had that seed planted within myself. You know, if I could, you know, if things were different, this might be where I would be. And during that time when I decided that I wanted to open a store maybe up in New York, we had had a record-breaking year. We had increased sales by a ton. Like I, we hit a number that I never thought that we would. 
And so I was thinking, okay, the timing is right. We are on the upswing. We are growing as a company. We are breaking records in Atlanta. And based on our research, the second most popular market for us was New York. As far as followers go, subscribers go, uh, we thought that there was an interest here. And then my personal interest to move up here um, happened also when I had <laughs> this crazy identity theft situation happen for me where there were people in New York that were going into banks impersonating me and tr- opening up checking accounts and stealing all of this money. Um, that caused me to come to this New York visit to file a police report. And while I was up here, I was thought to myself, man, I forgot how amazing it is here and how at home I feel here. It would be awesome to move here. And then I thought it would be even more awesome as we're growing to open a store in New York because as a born and raised Jersey girl, that is just a dream that people have a lot of times is to make it in New York City. So When I came here uh, on that identity theft visit, (laughs) I kind of had that idea. I had a new relationship at the time, and I didn't know if my partner uh, would want to join me. So I mentioned to him, hey, I'm feeling called to go to New York and maybe open a store here. We had a plan. I was officiating a friend's wedding in Long Island. So we had a plan to come up here in the summertime. I said, let me take you around the city and see if there are any neighborhoods or if you could even imagine yourself living here. So as part of that trip, I had all these different neighborhoods planned out for him to visit. And I had my eye on Nolita, but I also didn't want to make the decision for him, right? I was just, I, I liked Nolita. It's north of Little Italy is what it stands for. And I knew that my uh, relatives had immigrated from Italy uh, on two sides of my family to this neighborhood. And so it felt really interesting to me. So I take him to the first neighborhood. He's not interested. Then I take him to the second neighborhood, which happened to be Nolita. And we walked through the Elizabeth Street Garden. And he looked at me and he said, we don't have to go to any other neighborhoods. I would like to live here. And my jaw hit the ground because that was my wish was to live in this neighborhood. So we start walking around Elizabeth Street Garden. And then we start walking down Elizabeth Street. And there was a a shop for, for lease. And he said, let me take a picture of you in front of this, in front of your new store. He said something like that. And I was like giggly. I was like, okay. So he took a picture of me in front of this lease, you know, this real estate that was available. And uh, we went our separate ways for whatever reason. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this number a call. So I called them. The place was about to countersign a lease for a pop-up or something like that. They said, I wasn't even planning on this, but can you come to our office in Midtown at 7.30 tomorrow morning and pitch your business? I didn't have any clothes to wear. I had summer clothes and I had wedding clothes. I did not have any professional clothes. I did the best that I could. I went up to their office and I pitched the business and the landlord said that they thought this, it would be a really good fit for the space. So within a couple of days, we had um, negotiated the lease agreement. Um, we had free rent for a couple of months and we set the date to open the store to be 11-11, just like the first day that we opened in 2016, the store in Atlanta, 11-11-2016. So my team went into high gear. We decided to open the space. 
we, I was working with my family to design it. My cousin built out the space. My sister helped design it. She's an architect. We put our brains together. We started getting our product assortment ready. Um, and we wound up actually staying in New York through the month of October. We got an Airbnb so I can be here and work on opening the business. We opened the business on 11-11 and had a banner day. It was such a huge sales day. And I thought, man, we did it again. Just like in Atlanta, you know, we if you build it, they will come. We built it and they will come. And the first day of business was gangbusters and we didn't even promote it. We did a very soft opening and it was just from people in the neighborhood and walking by that saw us. So that was sort of the beginning um, a couple of years ago of our journey in this store in New York City. But then unfortunately, after the first week or so, after the and especially after the holidays, uh, the winter hit hard. There was lots of snow, et cetera, and we kind of lost our momentum. And uh, I decided to hire a local marketer who is also part of the witch community because I realized that even though I had a presence and people knew me in Atlanta and I was a draw there, that wasn't the case here in New York. So I thought, okay, I can pay somebody to help us with marketing who is embedded in the community and she can align us with certain influencers and and help us get on the map with some of these folks. Well, we started planning events because that's what people said that they wanted and no one was coming. We would have a really big name, astrologer or witch or whomever, and everyone said that they would want to come to these events. But then when we didn't, when we opened the doors, they really didn't attend. We had to cancel most of them. We had a couple of successful events, but even our most successful, there was only a couple of people or a handful of people that were coming. And this kept on going on and on for the past several years. We haven't been able to make traction in a significant way to where this venture isn't losing money. And that's not to say that we didn't impact some really incredible people and that we didn't make an impact in this neighborhood, but it wasn't financially viable after a pretty short period of time. And I had to make the decision about whether I'm going to continue to see, to sit this one in and continue to see if it will grow and if it will turn around or if I have to make the hard decision to close this location in order to maintain the integrity of the business as a whole. Um, because basically the modern mystic business at large was financially supporting this separate business, which was the modern mystic shop, New York city LLC. And the decision was really hard for me to make. I had to make the decision several months before it started, before it could take effect. So this was a long time coming. And I have to say that uh, I grieved a lot when I made the decision to close the store, even though it took several months to kind of announce it and get everything lined up. I was dealing with a lot of sadness, a lot of grief, a lot of upset for myself. I haven't had what would be considered, could be considered this public um, failure is kind of how I felt. I felt like I was embarrassed to tell my family who is all invested in this idea. You know, and I told you like my whole, all my relatives lived in the area. They've come through um, to our support group, you know, at large, the modern mystic shop community. I felt ashamed to let them down from my team. I felt afraid that I had made a decision that didn't work out and it would cause a lack of trust between me and my team members that that work every day to build this business with me. 
and it was really sad. And then, you know, where I have a lot of conflict is that this is me being completely honest is that, you know, if someone asked me and someone has asked me, did you do whatever it takes to make this store work? Did you do whatever it takes? And I have to answer that honestly and say, no, I wasn't willing for whatever reason that I'm really trying to understand within myself. I wasn't willing to do literally at any cost to make that run. I wasn't willing to work for myself, like work myself in the store every day and make every sale and meet every guest and facilitate every sale. I was not interested in um, becoming necessarily the mayor of Nolita and shaking hands with all the other business owners and doing all the things that I had to do in Atlanta in order to make that thing go for whatever reason, I didn't have it in me to do those things. And I don't understand why that is. Part of me thinks that um, it could be because I would have done all of that would have put a thousand percent in and it still wouldn't have made a difference. And in that time, I would have been neglecting my core role in the business for you guys don't even maybe know what my core role is, but it's to represent the brand. It's to run the business. It's to do the marketing strategies, the digital strategies with our marketing arm. I do the product development. I do obviously the podcast and um, just all of the back of the house stuff that it takes to run a business. And so part of me, like I said, was, uh, didn't want to abandon the normal day-to-day work that I did. That is very fulfilling to me. Um, and that's the part that I have to reconcile, like how I feel about walking away or changing my mind or changing direction or cutting my losses when I can't say for sure I gave it a a thousand percent. I wasn't willing to risk the health of the business at large in order to sort of will this store into the kind of success that I was hoping that it would have. And I wonder if I was naive. I thought that we had a reputable enough brand where we can get a good team in there. We can turn the lights on and we can have organically, we're in a busy, busy enough neighborhood. I thought that we could build another community and build a brand here. And it wasn't, it wasn't quite that simple. And the path that I thought and the work that I was required from me in particular to get this thing moving was very different than the reality of what it may would have taken to make this a success. And that's kind of where I'm at. And it might make you guys like me less. I'm not sure that to say that I didn't do every single thing that it took. I wasn't willing to flush any more money down the drain. I wasn't willing to, like I said, do every single transaction. Um, It didn't feel right for me to do that. Um, But again, this is something that I'm having conflict over. Um, Did I birth something and just sort of not water it, right? And just let it wither, wither away. And that's something that maybe I can do a part two down the road because I'm not quite sure of the answer. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, this is an ending. This is a loss for me and for the people that work for me that in the store and for the people that are on our team that help support this venture. This is a time where I have conflicting feelings and I have gone through sort of a process of grief before this, but I'm sure when I'm handing over those keys and the space is completely 
empty, that there's going to be a whole other layer of feelings and sadness um, that come up. And so I have to be okay in that unknowing and that the discomfort of the transition. Um, so that's where I'm at. And I hope that this was useful. If you guys were curious and been following along, this is sort of my take on the sequence of events. Um, I really do appreciate everyone who has helped me build this brand and create community and, um, it's going very strong in Atlanta and online. And I'm really sad that, um, that New York didn't take off in the way that I thought that it would. It was a point of pride for me. And dare I say, even a point of identity that I'm having to shift out of to be a business owner uh, with a store in Manhattan, because I have this belief that Manhattan is the, the cream of the crop. It's the top of the top. And that was instilled in me from a very young age to the degree that I remember having our modern mystic line of products in the Macy's um, department stores, especially the one that was here in Herald Square in New York City. And several years ago when that happened, I came and I saw my products in the Macy's where I used to, you know, see Santa Claus as a kid. And I just felt my little kid inside, you know, that young version of me saying, fuck yes, like this is so cool. And I guess that that's maybe what I was chasing in New York to feel proud and to feel like I built something where my ancestors came before me. And I'm not saying it's all was lost. I'm just saying that I'm in the midst of sifting and sorting out what this means for me. And I'm sure that the lessons and the awarenesses will continue long after this store closes. And I'm still sticking with that question about why, like why, why I made these choices, what part of this was intuition, what part of this is economic factors. Um, and I'm trying to figure out a way where I can do my best to learn from it, but also feel good about the decision to close the store. So that's all I've got. Thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, um, please feel free to send me a DM, Kelly with an EY underscore underscore K-N-I-G-H-T, Kelly Knight. Uh, and I look forward to sharing more content this month about endings and grief and loss and how we can all gracefully transition uh, during these new phases of life. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop. Moonday Mystic is hosted and created by Kelly Knight, produced by Ariel Duncan and inspired by magical listeners like you. 